Let's pray, everybody. Just think back over this last year and think of things God's blessed you with, opportunities He's given you, people He has placed in your life, people He's rescued and restored to your life. Thank you, God, that you are the great provider, and sometimes we slow down enough to notice. Thank you for all the things that you've done in our world this last week that we didn't even notice. Thank you for all the things that you're going to do this morning and in our lives moving forward. Thank you, Jesus, for you. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for your power. Thank you, God, Father, for your provision, for your creation, for your grace. And Lord, as we give you this morning and give you ourselves, our hearts, our attitudes, our minds, I ask, Lord, that this would be a a fragrant aroma to you, a good gift as we turn around for a moment and notice you watching us and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. You are Jaira, the great provider. And I ask that in Jesus' name and all his people here and online said, Amen. Amen. Let's thank the Lord one more time and grab a seat. So we're going to stay in here with kids and adults for a few minutes, and in a minute we're going to do some open mic sharing, which will be fun. It's a cool Thanksgiving tradition that we do sometimes. Uh, but I wanted to kind of set that up a little bit. First, th this is a big thought for some of you. It may blow your mind, but Thanksgiving is kind of an American thing. So uh, Canada, America is pretty much, you know, uh, other countries do something similar, but most don't. In fact, in the Bible, Thanksgiving isn't a holiday. It's a way of life. It's an act of worship. It's just some, it's, a, it's a, an action, an activity that we as Jesus followers, as people who, who love the Lord, participate in. Uh, and it's a response, really. It's not, it, it doesn't come, it's not a command uh, as much as it is a response to God's goodness and his greatness. So we notice who he is, and we notice what he's done, and then a logical, right? Uh, Paul would say a sensible act of worship is like, wow, thank you, right? So when we don't do that, it means we're not paying attention. When I don't do that, it means I'm not paying attention. James 1.16 says, every good and perfect gift is from above. And I thought, it's interesting right before that, it says, don't be deceived. So... Sometimes we think that all good gifts are because we, you know, we're born in the right century or because we worked hard or because of luck or karma or every good and perfect gift is from him who is good and perfect. So if you've got good stuff in your life, remember to thank the source of that good stuff. My, one of my favorite quotes ever is G.K. Chesterton, and he said, um, the worst moment for an atheist is when he or she feels a profound sense of gratitude and has no one to thank. I love that. Right? And, and I think that's true, that there are times when things are so profound, so beautiful, so powerful, and a person who doesn't believe in the Lord is like, what do I do with this? This doesn't fit in my, my grouchy categories. Like, something's going on. But that's not us. Because we know who to thank. And we're going to spend a few minutes right now thanking him for who he is and thanking him for what he's done. So, so here is your assignment, everybody. 
Um, and, and so we're going to have kids and youth and adults and all of us. Uh, I want you to answer this question. What are you thanking God most for in the last 12 months? What are you thanking God most for even right now? And you're going to come up and share it. We've got two mics here ready to go. And uh, we'll give you a few minutes to just pop up. You can line up a few on each side if you want and just get ready to share something. If you want to come up with somebody, you can. But here's the other rule. Uh, you just have two sentences. How many sentences do you have? Okay, and here's another rule. When somebody shares, we're going to clap and thank God for them and for the giver of the gifts that they just talked about. Right on? Okay. So, uh, Shep, you want to give us a little background music? And uh, that was perfect. And, uh, and if you're outside, you can participate and come on in. And those of you who are online, share in the, in the chat something that you are grateful for. And I was, I was also thinking about this. Um, it would be great if some of you shared on Facebook this service because some people need to hear a thankful message and they may be out traveling or stuck in an airport in uh, Delaware or something and they just need, they need some hope. Right on? So who's going to be first? Come on up and get us started on sharing. Let's clap for Donna because she's first. Okay, wait a sec. It's number two. Oh. Just a second. Here we go. Okay. King? Yep. Now. I'm thankful that two of my three foster children started calling me mom. And the third one, two weeks ago, started hugging me unsolicited. You guys can line up over here. Come on up. I'm thankful that I get to be father to two amazing young men. And knowing how much I love them, I can only imagine how much Father in Heaven loves us. And I'm thankful for that. Nice. Uh, Linda and I are grateful for uh, what God has done with our son-in-law. Many of you know that uh, earlier in the year he was diagnosed with lymphoma and he's gone through a heck of a year grueling uh, chemo and radiation and uh, he's on the road to recovery. He's hurdled it and we're so grateful for that. Love it. Thank you. Lord. I am so thankful and grateful um, for people in this room who are friends but have become family. Love you. I am incredibly thankful for uh, my girlfriend, Melissa, who, although has been diagnosed with uh, stage four metastatic breast cancer, past two years and has been struggling a lot. Her faith in God, her attitude, her unbelievable thankfulness is an incredible blessing and super inspiring. Right on. I'm thankful that in the last, gosh, 18 months with the good, the bad, and the ugly, as it says in Psalms, by 100, 5 and 6, for the Lord is good and his love endures forever. 
his faithfulness continues through all generations. Nice. I'm just really thankful that my brother has stroke and he, the doctors did not see anything for him, but God did. And I'm also thankful for my foot that wasn't broken. God, nice. Our family's so thankful for all, despite all the challenges we've had the past year, all the travels we got to do together, all the time we got to spend together. I think it just brought us much closer together. Time at camp, time on the road, it was really some good times. So. Nice. Thanks. Okay, Len, you want to come up and read a couple from online? Some of you kids and youth, you want to come up and say something you're thankful for? From Tracy Marshall, I'm thankful for my parents. Nice. Oh, we got a clap. Yeah. And Cindy Kwai, thankful for the Lord's provision for my family who supports me through everything. Nice. Great. Okay, who else? I know there's more going on out there. Yeah, we got two sides, you know. You don't have to walk so far. Oh, go ahead. I'm, I, I didn't even see you. I'm so thankful um, that through a hard circumstance in my life, I've been um, getting closer to my mom. Mm, nice. I'm thankful that I can stand here right now to show my children that it's okay to be thankful. No, um, I'm thankful for all the amazing people that God has brought into my life, especially in the last year, and he just continues to be faithful and provide for us. Um, there's so much to be thankful for, so hold on one second. No. Okay, that's it. <laughs> this one's from online Cheryl, Cheryl Ann. Thankful for our family and this church with big smiley faces. Oh, right on. Love it. Anybody else? I still feel like there's a youth that needs to go for it or a kid that needs to go for it. Anybody? <clears throat> yeah, here you are, the big, the big kid. I'm thankful that uh, after uh, 30 years of uh, praying, uh, my mother has given her life to the Lord. And uh, her partner that they've been together for over two decades, uh, 82 years old, has also given his life to the Lord. God is good. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Come on in. Are you ready? Are you just listening? <laughs> Who else? We've got a couple more minutes. Uh, I'm thankful for uh, that God is big enough for all my questions and that he put up, puts up with me. <laughs> uh, and then I'm also thankful for my family. Uh, they've really been there. Uh, my mom, my dad, my grandma, extended family, and of course my wife and kids. It's just been great this year to me. Right on. Thankful. Beautiful. <laughs> I am thankful for another year of life in health. I'm thankful that uh, my daughter is pregnant after 19 years. Mm. Um, 
I'm thankful that my son is still alive after having a stroke. I'm thankful that my parents passed and they didn't have to suffer mm. being sick. So God is good. Mm. God is great. And I'm here to, to tell you that he is the greatest thing in the world. Oh, wow. I wonder what you're thankful for. <laughs> I'm thankful for uh, our newborn. She's only six weeks. Little Adeline. She's been such a blessing to the family. <laughs> Congratulations. This, this is from Debbie Beltall. I'm thankful for Lan and Linda, Kirk, Stacy, Shep, and Annika. Oh, nice. Come on down. I'm thankful for a little kitty cat <laughs> that led me to this church. Oh, really? <laughs> and although we've only been here such a very short time, we feel like family, and I'm so thankful for that. Oh, nice. Well, uh, I'd say I'm very thankful to God for his provision in this incredible faith community for a year of many health challenges for our family. So, provision for another year of uh, family and life to be celebrated. Nice. Thanks, Kristen. good news is it doesn't just have to be today so keep this this in mind that you can thank God publicly always right whether it's just you and him or with anybody else or sitting around the dinner table or at Starbucks or at work you can always thank him for his provision right on anybody else while we're at it okay I want to say what I we we shared um, uh, my wife had a great idea are you coming down? My, you can come down. My wife had a great idea at our Thanksgiving table. Um, we had a little card next to every plate that said, what's one thing that you're thankful for? Uh, what's one thing that you learned? What's one thing that you accomplished? Most people shared something they were thankful for. And, uh, and what I shared was uh, Rick, who lives with us, Stacy's dad, has had some health issues just like this. I'm so grateful to God that he's healthy and strong and doing well right now. So that's my... Thank you. Hi. Um, I'm thankful for a lot of things, but I would say um, I'm thankful that like God led me to this church uh, for the community that I've already felt here um, and for just how much goodness God can bring um, out of seasons which you wouldn't expect any from. So, right on. Yeah. Thanks, dude. Okay, is that it? Well, let's let's thank the Lord all together one last time. Right on.
All right, you guys can grab a seat. And just just think and reflect for a second on his love and what that last song means. His love never, ever, 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 ever fails us. Now, there are times when it feels like, hey, where are you? What's going on? But the promise in Scripture is that he never fails, right? How many of us have failed? Raise your hand. He is unlike us. That will never happen. Amen? Uh, I want to welcome up our friend Bob DeGroot. Would you welcome him as he pops up here? So, Bob... Hi, man. Uh, so, Bob was with us for Thanksgiving, and uh, it was fun to have a, you know, an, a member of the extended family with us. It was pretty cool. And, uh, and we were talking during that, uh, during that time just about... Thanksgiving and uh, stuff that he's been learning because he's been in Kenya for how long? Uh, ten years. Ten years, got it. So, uh, so Bob was actually at Kaneo Church before we came, uh, part of YWAM LA, and then uh, came from the Netherlands here and then was sent out uh, by Kaneo to be a missionary in Kenya. Tell them what kind of work you've been doing in Kenya over the last ten years. So, good morning. Um, it's been a while since I've been here. Um, two years, right? Two years, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I was just telling Kirk, like, I got the notification on the phone that Kaneo Church is live. And normally, I'm in Kenya and <laughs> watch the service then. And so it's kind of strange to stand here and get the notification. I'm like, yes, I'm here live now. <laughs> so very, very thankful to be here. Um, but yeah, over the last 10 years... Um, um, we've been doing business development and microfinancing. Um, and the reason why we started to do that is uh, to take care of orphans. So, um, you know, my heart uh, kind of got changed uh, 17 years ago, and uh, God asked me, like, all right, are you willing to go to, to Kenya and uh, work with orphans? And so as I've been, like, growing and learning, um, I found out, like, the best way to, to take care of orphans is through family. And so by supporting families and growing their income and their businesses like, and be, make that more stable, they're able to take care of their own kids and those who are in need in their communities. Mm-hmm. So over the last 10 years, we've been uh, developing that program. Yeah. How many business trainings have you done? How many businesses do you think you've impacted? Trainings, I actually I don't remember how many um, businesses we've got over, but over twelve hundred businesses in our program right now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, we got nine uh, nine community banks, mm-hmm. and yeah, every year every one of those locations organizes at least one business training. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, epic. Yeah, pretty cool. <laughs> that's pretty amazing yeah. to see what God's done through a dream and through your obedience. So let's talk a little bit about Thanksgiving. So uh, Thanksgiving, is it a day? Is it more than that? How do you see Thanksgiving? Yeah, not really just two hours at the dining table. Um, But it's easy to kind of, yeah, live that life, I guess. Mm -hmm. You know, we forget that 
we can be thankful like every single day, every single moment. I mean, just sitting here is something to be thankful for. And um, you know, like like I said, like two years since I've been able to come back home here, and yeah, that's something that that is just ridiculous. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so you know, like like how Scripture Psalms one hundred says, like you know, enter his his gates with thanksgiving. It's like, if we actually want to spend time with him, like, it's, it's got to be part of our life and not mm-hmm. just, like, the two hours at the dining table on Thanksgiving Day. But a lot of that has, is like, uh, it, it, it's, it's hard to make that a, a discipline, a, a thing that we do on the regular. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and I guess, like, you know, your next question is probably going to be about perspective. Yeah, yeah. Is... Well, let's, let's talk about Psalm 100 first. Annika, can you put that up? I think it's interesting that, Scott, you brought a verse from the end of Psalm 100 when you were sharing about what you're grateful for. And Bob and I were talking Thursday about Psalm 100, which talks about entering his, his courts with thanksgiving, his gaze with praise. And, and the whole idea of thanksgiving draws you closer to him, right? It's, a, it's, a, uh, it's our perspective, it's our outlook, it's our trajectory, of thanks brings us closer to him, right? right? Yes. Yeah. So talk about perspective. What have you been learning about perspective? Yeah, and so, you know, so to, to be thankful and to, to make that a part of your life, um, I think perspective is key in that. You know, when we're just stuck in our, in our daily routines, it's so easy to just be like, oh, well, this is my world. This is what it is. And it's, it's kind of like you become numb or apathetic to, to what is happening because it's, it's normal. And so even like for me, like spending time in Kenya, after some time, like you, you start to notice like things become normal, like suffering becomes normal, like death becomes normal, uh, poverty becomes normal, like the daily struggle of things become normal. But it's not. It's not. And so, like, perspective is such a big key that we, we should bring into our lives constantly. Mm-hmm. And I think that those are the moments that you're like, okay, I can be thankful. Oh, uh, it was like three years ago, um, I, was, I was suffering with a bad case of malaria, and I thought I wasn't going to make it. But I had a moment that, like, all right, worst comes to worst, I can call... Uh, a medivac and be flown out like a helicopter from Nairobi, the capital city, will come to me, pick me up, take me to the best hospital in Nairobi, and if needs to be, send me to Europe. Mm-hmm. I mean, that, that's what I get to do, like by a few buttons. But 200 meters or 200 yards away from me, like my community do not have that. Like they cannot call, like they mm-hmm. are they're, they've got to surrender to what their life is. Yeah. So how thankful can I be to, to have that opportunity? Yeah. I mean, it does something pretty big, but it's, it's simple things, like, like the food that we've been able to eat over the last couple of days. I mean, go uh, drive an hour to skit row. I mean, it's, it's a mess. Yeah. Aren't we thankful that we, we got the food and we got the place that we live in and all that? And so, like, sometimes it's just good to put yourself in a situation where you gain that perspective. 
and I, I'm not saying like all of you guys should move to Kenya because I'll lose my job. Um, so please stay here. But it's sometimes good to just put yourself mm -hmm. somewhere. It could be just down the road. Put yourself somewhere that it, it, you can gain that perspective of like, wow, I actually got it really good. I can be thankful for so many things. And just try to, to make that a part of your daily living. Uh, it's not always easy to do that, but yeah. it's definitely worth it. Um, we can thank God for normal things in our lives. So uh, you can thank him for your car when you drive home. You can thank him for your bed that you sleep in. Uh, I, I love to go on mission trips, especially globally, because it resets my expectations of what's normal yeah. on planet Earth. And, and I think in Kenya, I mean, you've had that experience a bunch. Uh, in fact, I was he went to visit some friends down at the beach and they're camping. I'm going to rat you out. And, and so, you know, they invited him to stay overnight. And, and I said, hey, that sounds fun. Why don't, why don't you do that? And then he said, well, I don't really enjoy camping. And I was like, how could you not enjoy camping? And, and then he's like, because my life is camping. So, you know, and then I'm like, well, you know, don't stay in the tent. Why don't you sleep in the car? Just take a sleeping bag. And he goes, that's my life. Like, I already do that. So that's not fun to me. So it's perspective, right? There are things that we, we can give thanks to the Lord for that we take for granted every single day. Yeah. Right on? Yeah, definitely. Yep. <laughs> okay, so the challenge from, from this is uh, also look for ways to get out of your comfort zone to understand somebody else's circumstances. Uh, I helped with a group of friends start a group called Action about 15 years ago. And one of our favorite quotes is people saying, I had no idea. Because we help people serve all over Ventura County. There are 65 different churches that are involved in it. And the, the greatest thing is taking somebody to a new neighborhood that has new needs that they didn't even know was here right under our nose. And having somebody say, wow, I didn't know people live like that right here, and I could help them in a practical way. So, any other words about Thanksgiving that you'd like to share with us while you have a chance? Yeah, um, so, you know, like, the, the question that we were asked, like, all right, so what are you thankful for? Um, so, uh, of course, there are so many things, uh, you know, like, we can all list. But the one thing that has been coming to mind a lot over the last, like, two years has been uh, faith. Um, and it's such a, you know, it's such a normal word in, in, in our community. Like, faith, you know, have faith, mustard seeds, faith. Like, it's, it's just nonstop. So it, it's, you know, it kind of becomes a, a regular word in our vocabulary. But when you really think about it, and especially in this, this past season that we've all gone through, how much of it has been unknown? How much can we not see? How much of it is just like this big mystery and we're not sure if we're gonna make it? We're not sure if we're gonna like get through it. We're not sure if we're gonna see the other side of things. And that's where faith kicks in. Like, Faith, the assurance of the things that we cannot see and hope for. And, you know, um, it's like the, the, the words that, that we can read in Scripture, the promises, like that's something that we can stand on and can hold tight in the moments that we cannot see it. 
And so I'm, I'm transitioning through, through my, uh, from my organization. I'm transitioning out, and I honestly have no idea where I'm heading. Um, 17 years long, that's been my goal, that's been my focus, and, and I've locked in and I've dedicated everything towards it. And so after 17 years, like, I'm now at a point of like, I don't know. And that's, that stirs up so many things inside of me. <laughs> um, but faith, I, I can't see it. I, I don't know. February 1st, I don't know what is going to be next. But I, I, I have faith. I can be assured yeah. that there is something there. I, I, can, I can walk confidently like through this, this mystery and you know, through the panic attacks and anxiousness and, and all of that stuff. Just know, like, all right, well, it, it kind of stinks that I have to like, deal with those emotions right now, but I have faith. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm just so thankful that we have that. That we can rely on that, that we can claim that, and yeah, it just makes life a little bit easier. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Right on. And I think another way I would say that is you don't know what's going to happen next, but you know the one who knows what's going to happen next, exactly. yes. right? Yeah. And so he wants your undivided attention right now mm-hmm. as you figure that out. Yeah. And, and here's another thing that is, I think, beautiful. Bob has worked himself out of a job on purpose in Kenya. So how many, how many cities do you have people working in right now? Is it uh, six locations? Uh, so, so our staff is in six locations. We've yeah. got nine, okay. yeah, nine community banks. Got yeah. it. So, so the beautiful part is he's been able to give the work away to the locals to carry on forever. So God's established a beautiful thing. But I want to have, let's do an open eyes prayer for a minute and pray for Bob for peace, for faith, and for his next steps. How's that? Um, some of you just bowed your heads. Open eyes prayer, okay? And those of you online, you're praying along. Uh, Lord, we lift up Bob, our friend, and your son, and Lord, we ask that you'd bless him. Thank you for his example to us of faith, of risk, uh, of joy in the middle of crazy unknown. Uh, thank you that you've done beautiful work through him and displaying your goodness, Jesus, to so many people. We ask that you'd strengthen his staff in Kenya, uh, keep them tight with you and uh, focused on the work, uh, protect them. And Lord, we ask that you'd give Bob a wonderful visit in the States and help him to see clearly your next steps for his life. And we can't wait to see part two of what you're going to do with Bob DeGroote. Thank you, Jesus, for giving him to us and for giving us to him. Amen? Amen. 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 Thank Bob for sharing. I think it's funny, though, that somebody from the Netherlands and Kenya is named Bob. (laughs) Anyway, just seems a little strange to me. Uh, So, talking about faith and Thanksgiving, I spent a little time with Linda Graham... Some of your good friends. She's the lady we prayed for a couple weeks ago that fell uh, 11 feet over a railing and uh, broke six bones, punctured a lung, ended up in ICU. Like, wow, right? That's a big deal. So I went and visited her and, and I asked a dumb question. I said, how are you doing? 
which, you know, sometimes I don't think before I speak, but I just asked, how are you doing? But her answer, her response uh, that day and over texts was unreal. She said, I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. And I was like, wait a minute. You're in an ICU bed. Like, what? tell me more. And she said, I'm thankful for the pain, believe it or not. Because it shows my body's working. I'm not in a coma. I can still feel everything. Um, how many, have you ever been thankful for pain before? Like, she was like speaking a different language to me, a, a God language to me. And, and then she said, I'm thankful for my friends. And, and look what my friends have done. Her friends made 30 care packages that she could give to nurses while she was in the hospital that have gift cards and healthy food and scripture verses of encouragement. Wow. And she said, and, and, and I'm just so thankful uh, that I have this opportunity to spend more time with the Lord because I'm in a bed with him. Like just, hey, here we are, Lord, let's catch up. And then, and then she, you know, this brought it home. And I'm thankful that I have all this opportunity to, to encourage these nurses and doctors and staff that are coming to see me all the time and to share the gospel with them. I was like, woo! Am I right? Like, now that is a thankful human being. And it's also perspective. And I'm realizing that thanksgiving, giving thanks, has more to do with our perspective than with what happens to us or what we have. Because you could have everything, right? And you could have everything good that happened this year, and if your perspective is off, your thanksgiving stinks. And your giving of thanks stinks. And you could have everything that has gone wrong, and yet trusting the Lord and your giving of thanks is right on, is passionate, is pure. And she literally was stoked after going through that about the opportunities that God was giving her. May we be more like Linda. Right on? And she got to come home in time for Thanksgiving, and her friends made Thanksgiving dinner for her and her family, and some of you provided meals, and wow, so cool. 1 Thessalonians 5. You probably know the first two verses by heart. Rejoice always. How many of you heard that one before? Raise your hand. Okay. How about this one? Pray continually or pray without ceasing. How many of you heard that one before? Now notice what comes next. Give thanks in all circumstances. For this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. What a beautiful verse. What a beautiful triplet of verses. And notice it says um, all, always, continually, in every circumstance. I think that's interesting that it doesn't have a but. It doesn't have an asterisk. It doesn't have a PS. It doesn't get us off the hook when certain things stink. It says all of those things. But I feel like in my life, sometimes I choose the things that I think well, God must be in this. This is good. I like it. So I'm going to give thanks for that. Now, this clearly is not his will. This is a mess. I don't really like this, so I'm not going to give thanks for that area of my life. That's not what it says. It says all circumstances, because it fits with that whole idea of he is working things for good. 
all things for good. Even if I don't like the things, even if I don't understand what he's doing, even if I would do it differently, he still is in the details. And notice the context. I'm going I'm to show you a couple verses, and I'm not going to read through all this. But if you have your Bible, check out 1 Thessalonians 5. The beginning, before we get down there to verse 16, 17, 18, the context is really important. It talks about the coming of the Lord, being ready when he comes, anticipating his return, working on our purity, working on getting along with each other because the Lord is coming soon. And it says you are people of the day, you're not people of the night. Act like people of the day, think like people of the day, don't act and think like people of the night. So this is the context that comes first, and then right after it, as the body of Christ, as the church, respect your leaders, get along, have peace with people. And and check this out, verse 14, warn those who are idle. That's interesting. And disruptive. If somebody's a pain, tell them you're a pain. It says that. And, And it says warn them because it's not God's will for them. And then it says encourage the disheartened. People that are down and out. Help the weak. Be patient with who? Wait, even them? Yeah, everyone. There's a lot of alls in in these verses. And then right after the Thanksgiving verse in verse 18, do not quench the spirit and be careful about prophecies. They're very important. So it's interesting that the context is the coming of Christ the, the uh, fellowship and the power of the church body, and then give thanks and pray and rejoice. And then it gets into the spirit. Don't quench the spirit is somehow related to an attitude of rejoicing and prayer and thanks. So if I'm not rejoicing and praying and thanking, I can quench the spirit of God in my life. If I'm self-focused rather than him-focused, if I'm grouchy and entitled and I feel like that's not fair and this isn't, and I'm a sourpuss, it can quench what God wants to do in my life and through my life. Have you experienced that? I mean, I have. There are times when I'm poor me and I'm Eeyore and this is the hardest thing, and uh, Right? It's so self-focused. It's not God-focused. And I can actually block out what the Spirit wants to do in me. And the Holy Spirit of God is knocking and saying, hey, um, I got some plans, you know, for you and for the body. Like, can we get up, get after that? And I'm like, no, I'm having a pity party right now because it's all about me. And Jesus says, no, it's not. It's about him. And the Holy Spirit's job is actually to point us to him. To say, no, it's really about Jesus. It's not about you and your pity party. And so part of Thanksgiving, I think, every year is a reset for me of, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to be thankful. But I would love for that reset to be every morning, every day. Oh, yeah, I got to be grateful. I got to be thankful, not because I'm supposed to, but because it's God's will. It's right. It's best. It's how I'm created to thrive, is focused on him and focused on what he is doing in us. Amen? So then the end of 1 Thessalonians 5 goes into peace and purity and what we're to pursue as the body of Christ. And it also has the holy kiss verse. 
which, you know, maybe post-COVID we can, get, we can get back to the holy kissing. We'll see what happens. But thank, back to our thanks verse, uh, verse 18. Giving thanks is an act of worship. It shows worth. That's what the word means. Worth to him who gave the good gifts. So worship is not just singing. It's giving worth to him, and you can do that with your choices. Right? Romans 12. You can give God thanks and worth-ship with the attitude that you have and the thoughts that you entertain in addition to singing and praying and studying and being together. And we together get to experience even more when we worship in song, in prayer, when we gather. In fact, I like how some uh, traditions and some congregations, they call this morning worship. It's not just the song. It's, every, it's the gathering of when we are together, we are worshiping him with everything that we're doing. I also think that, that um, giving thanks is an act of war. And here's what, it's spiritually, it's an act of war. And here's what I mean. Linda, laying in her bed, the enemy could win if she goes, yeah, this does suck. The, you know, this is terrible. Look what happened to me. How, did that, how could that happen to me? I mean, what, what, could, what could be worse than falling 11 feet and breaking this whole side of my body and, right? The enemy wins because her life doesn't, influence all of us and all of her nurses and doctors and friends, and she doesn't inspire me to go, whoa, I got to be more grateful. So that if I ever have something like that happen, I know what to do. She, she gave us a little help. So when the next weird, crazy thing happens in your life, you can go, oh yeah, Linda handled it pretty well. So I want to learn from that and not fall to the enemy's trap. Because the enemy's trap is when something bad happens to you, it's unfair and it's all about you and, it, you know, and to go down that path rather than the worship path, the thanks path of God use me. So here, I heard somebody say it this way, rather than asking why, why is, is a waste, ask, Lord, what are you up to and how do you want me to respond? So when you immediately go to why, just realize, wait, the enemy's trying to bait you. He's got a carrot out there, and he's like, why, 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 right? Remember three-year-olds that always ask why? Don't be a spiritual three-year-old that follows the why carrot. Just say, nope. God, what are you up to? How do you want me to respond? And look for the good in the middle of the stuff, and you're going to fight against what the enemy's doing, and it's war. And, and if we focus on all the hard stuff around us rather than the goodness of God, we're like Peter out on the waves. Do you remember Peter walked out to Jesus on the waves? And he had this faith, this powerful moment with Jesus. Like, I'm freaking walking on the wall. Like, what? Right? But then it wasn't, the thing that knocked him down wasn't doubt. It wasn't like, I can't believe I'm walking on the water. He looked at the wind and the waves and it became overwhelming to him. And it shot his faith down. If he focused on the Lord and stayed focused on him and said, Lord, what do I do about the wind and the waves? Rather than, why do I have all, you know, all this crud going around? If he stayed there, he would have walked on water. We would have had a totally different story, right? But we can learn from his oops and not be like that. So here's, here's the question that I want to 
focus on for a second, and then we're going to take communion. Um, where is it hardest for you to thank God right now? And just let, let the Lord speak to you through that question. Is it in a relationship that you have, and you're like, I am not thankful for that right now. I have trouble saying thank you, Lord, for anything good in that. Maybe it's with health, and you're like, how can I give God thanks for my health? Look, look at me, I'm falling apart, right? I mean, maybe it's with work, and you're like, there are so many challenges and so much junk Maybe it's a family situation where you're like, how can I be grateful for, I didn't even see them on Thanksgiving. Like, I, I, you know what I mean? Where is it in your life that you're like, I cannot give thanks for, do you remember what the word said? Give thanks in all circumstances. Even that one. So here's the thing. I've, I believe the Lord wants to have a transaction in some of our hearts where we're holding on to an area where we're like, I can't be grateful, I can't be thankful, I'm not going to, this is mine. I'll be thankful for all that, but not this. And the Lord's like, actually, I want you to trust me with that. And saying, Lord, thank you even for the hard part of this. Um, thank you for the good times, even though we've had bad. Thank you for this person, even though they make me crazy. Lord, thank you for your work in me that you're developing character even through that. Somehow find a way to thank him in all, even that circumstance. And I believe that this is war, that this is worship, that as we're able to do that, the Lord gives peace. As we're able to give him the turmoil and the war and the strife and the struggle, he's able to give us back faith and peace and life. And the enemy does not want that. So he wants us to walk out of here and say, that was a great service, man, that was some good pie. And man, that was fun to sing that song. I like that song. He does not want you to walk out of here different because you had a transaction with him of saying, I'm going to be grateful for that person. He doesn't want that. And, and he wants to keep us stuck and not grateful and focused on us instead of the Lord. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Okay, so we're going to pray through this right now. So just listen to the Lord for a minute. And uh, maybe let's have the band come up for this next part. But just listen to the Lord and say, Lord, where in my life is it hard to thank you right now? And Lord, I want to be free to thank you in all things. I want to be free to see your grace, to trust you, to have faith in you, even if I don't see your hand, I want to trust your heart. And even if I don't know my next step, like, like Bob's story, I know that you know my next step. So Lord, show me right now, where am I having trouble trusting you and thanking you and being grateful at all? And ask the Lord to bring something to your heart and something to your mind right now that he wants to work on, that he wants you to be free in. And let's do it this way. Um, keep your heads bowed, but when you have something identified, just look up at me. And I'm going to let the rest of you just keep, keep praying for a minute until the Lord brings something to mind. And then look up at me, and I'll know we can move on.
Okay, I got about three quarters of you have something. Keep asking. The Lord will show you. All right. All right, here's what I'd love for us to do. So um, let's do one hand. So would you just hold a hand like a, like a fist out in front of you with your fingers pointed down? And, and what we're going to do in prayer is we're going to give these things to the Lord, and it's going to look like this. Lord, this is something that I'm having trouble thanking you for. This is a person, a situation, a relationship, a, something going on in my life, and I want to be able to give thanks in everything, even this. So I want to give you the even this this morning <laughs> and trust you to bring freedom and peace in that area in my life. So I'm going to pray, and then uh, when I ask you to, you can open up your hands. Lord, we lift up these issues in our lives, and, uh, and Lord, life is not easy, but you promised it would not be. So forgive us for being surprised when things are hard. Uh, and Lord, some of us have been struggling with some area where we have trouble saying thank you, trouble being grateful, trouble finding peace. And thank you, Holy Spirit, that you brought these things to our minds and hearts. And so right now, by the power of Jesus, uh, by the, the inspiration and grace of the Holy Spirit, we open up our hands, we open up our hearts, we open up our minds, and we ask you, Jesus, to give us grateful hearts for all the good things you've given us. Help us to be grateful, thankful, holy people. Help us to have peace by your spirit that passes understanding. Even in that relationship, in that situation, we give it to you in Jesus' name. We ask you to, to cleanse it, to wash it, to take over that area of our lives, that we would be thankful and grateful people, grateful because you're involved, thankful because you have a plan. And so, Lord, we say this morning, happy thanksgiving, happy giving thanks. And Lord, thank you for all you've done and all of who you are. And whenever this thing comes to mind, Lord, in our lives and bugs us and give us, gives us panic attacks, uh, Lord, I just ask that you'd allow us um, the wisdom to continue to turn it over to you and say thank you for that, Lord, anyway. Somehow use it in my life for your glory. In Jesus' name, everybody said. Amen. Amen. So we are going to take communion together. Does everyone have communion elements? Raise your hand if you do not have these. And here's one, babe. And then uh, if you're online, uh, go ahead and, and grab crackers, bread, juice, wine, something like that. You can also use water. That is the Catholic tradition, which is fine. Uh, and I want to share something really interesting with you. Um, sometimes Bible word things really grab me, and I can't believe the, the deep meaning in them. But have you ever heard communion, the Lord's Supper, called Eucharist? One wonderful translation of that word is thanksgiving. Did you know that? Eucharist means thanksgiving or giving thanks. And so Jesus, when he had his last supper with his disciples, he blessed the bread. That's a different word. But then when he took the cup, he gave thanks. That's the word Eucharist. 
he gave thanks looking at it and, and saying, this is my blood that's about to be spilled for you guys, even though you have no idea what I'm talking about. You will soon. And he knew that they would betray him. And yet he still gave thanks. He was going to the cross to suffer. He still gave thanks. A whole bunch of the planet would never believe, would never follow. He still gave thanks. Wow. We can give thanks no matter what. Because we're led by a Lord that gave thanks no matter what. And he gave thanks knowing the blessing that he would be to all of us and what the suffering would actually accomplish. And here's the truth in that. The suffering that we will face will accomplish glory in his, for his sake and in his plan, even if we don't get it, even if we don't see it. Someday, that's the promise. It will mean something and it won't be wasted. So today we uh, go ahead and take that top off and there's bread in there and take that out and look at it. So today, Jesus, we are grateful. We're thankful for you, for your body that was given for us willingly. Nails didn't hold you to a cross. Love did. You could have called down legions of angels to strike this whole... You could have reset the planet, but you didn't. So thank you for your body broken for us. And I want to ask you to do something. Just break that and then take it just as a picture of what he has done for you. And after supper, it says Jesus took the cup and he held it up before them and he gave thanks. And he said, this cup is the new covenant. You know the old covenant. He was talking to his Jewish friends. This is the new covenant that I came to bring, a new way of having peace with God. And then he said, I won't drink this cup again until I drink it with you in my kingdom. And so, Jesus, we look forward to someday celebrating and thanking you in person. And right now we thank you as a congregation, as your family, for your sacrifice for us. Now I think we should sing. How about if we stand up?